do you think that like the things you appreciated about the movement of classical music affected the way you produce music now? Oh, definitely. De definitely. Sometimes to debatably to a fault. You know what I mean? You just got to mm -hmm. figure out how to make it work. And that's the fun part of the puzzle about being a producer. Yeah. It's that like nothing is necessarily like a bad idea. It's just like, how can we fit it in? Maybe, maybe not right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'd be dope as an outro. Yeah. You know, maybe try reversing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Pitch it, chop it up. Who, who knows? Like right. if I love the challenge though, you give me something, be like, this has to be in there. It's like, all right, well, let's figure out like how we going to make it work. You're listening to For The Record, conversations about music, mixing, and the creative industry. Today's guest is Sol. Sol is an upcoming producer and engineer. He has his own studio in Fort Knox Studios in Chicago and is pioneering a collective known as Neighborhood Soiree. My dude, how you doing? I'm doing great. Dude. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Happy to be here, man. All right, well... We've hung out a couple times, um, and I know a little about you. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about who you are, kind of expound maybe on, on your studio, a little bit about Neighborhood Soiree, what all that looks like, and just hear some of how, uh, like what you got going on? Okay. Uh, so I go by Sol. That's my producer name. S-O-L, uh, like the sun. Uh, part of that I try to keep with my attitude of just staying uh, I guess I consider myself uh, a realistic optimist in mm. the sense of like, it is what it is, mm -hmm. but see the glass half full mm. for what it is, you know? Um, so that's that's part of why I go by soul. Very fun. Um, it's, it's I, I love that outlook. It makes a lot of things interesting and like a challenge sometimes, but that's like, that's what makes it great. Yeah. That's what makes it great. Um, I've been making music since I was five, playing instruments. Started out playing violin. Really? Shout out my mom. <laughs> Wasn't by choice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my mom had me playing violin first. Uh, and then around when I was like uh, 15, uh, I started playing drums more. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, I originally had, I went to school for uh, percussion. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the percussion program ended up being a joke, and I kept trying to get into the studios. I had never been in any studio setting prior, yeah. Uh, but I thought it was cool, and I was trying to, I was, I was trying to get in the studios to do some jump covers and like put them on YouTube, yeah. Uh, but nobody was really like trying to do that with me, so I was like, all right, I'll figure it out myself. Mm -hmm. And then the advisor kept telling me like, bro, you can't keep signing up for these classes. These seats are saved for the major, and I'm like, what, what major is this? Yeah. And he's like, audio engineering. I was like, I don't know what that is, bro, but sign me up. Like, <laughs> That's the me. All right, cool. I'll take it. Huh. And then I was trying to minor in it. And again, like he kept telling me, like, you, you have to be like a major to keep taking these classes. And I was like, bro, I'll do it. Cool. And I, I fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. I'd be pulling all nighters in the studio. Yeah. Um, watching YouTube videos, figuring stuff out. You know, like it's, it's a wild ride mm -hmm. uh, and forever learning. Yeah, forever learning. Um, I got into producing my last year of college. Uh, I had met some, not some dude, I had met this dude, and he said he was a rapper and a producer, and uh, everybody takes their own journey and grows at their own pace, and he's, he's gotten better now, but at the, at the time, it was trash, <laughs> trash. But, like, bro had, like, loops, uh, like, percussion loops, and melodies that weren't in the same key and the same BPM just like thrown together in like a cracked version of FL. And he was like, check out my beat. And, like, <laughs> and like not in a way that felt creative and like original, just, just in a way that was like, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't think he had the knowledge. Mm. That's really what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm fortunate enough that like my mom started me out uh, classically trained on violin. So like mm -hmm. um, I have music theory training. Yeah. And as a percussionist now, like with that music theory training, I could also it's easier to teach myself because I can read music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something cool about learning the rules so that you know how to break the rules. That's all music theory classes is. Right. It's like theory one. There's all these rules. Theory two. Forget all those rules. <laughs> forget the rules. Yep. Forget about it. Yep. You're like, OK, all you learned doesn't matter. None of it. Yeah. Well, I, 
And I think that's where true musical creativity comes in. You know, like you mm. see people that are like, that's bold. Uh, but you kind of need to know why it's bold in order to actually step out and do those things that are fresh and original is to know like what you're actually stepping out from. Like I know people that are, there is a world for just deep music theory, you know, like jazz and things like that. Like there is mm -hmm. a place for that. That is just not really my thing. Uh, and that's fine. But I, I've definitely found like learn, learn up an appropriate amount of like what music looks like, what theory looks like, how things mm -hmm. work together. And then make something that's not working with that yeah mm -hmm. definitely I, I i really agree with what you're saying uh when i'm cooking up with other producers even now it's really interesting to see other people's process because me i'll a lot of times i'll do what a lot of producers do and I'll overthink mm -hmm. and overanalyze everything. Like the percussion's gotta be so cold and it's gotta be these intense chords and stuff like that. Meanwhile, the billboard stuff is someone going like that on the piano. Right. For a note. And I, I got so blue one time. I was like, bro, these beats are hard. Let me figure out what this progression is. Let me figure out what this melody is. And I, I was playing like Polo G or like NBA Youngboy. And I sat down to the piano and I, I was like, that's it? <laughs> Pressed. You kind of feel cheated a little bit. For real, man. But like, like, I've been trying so hard. You know what it really is? It's going back and mastering the basics. A hundred percent. And you can look at that in any aspect. And like anybody who I feel like is like on top, they've they've mastered some form of the basics for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like know what works for you, know what the basics are, especially because like some of the best music is like if you can take three elements make them like mesh together, but don't overcomplicate it. Keep it mm -hmm. simple, keep it vibing. Yep. That's the perfect template. Right. I, so there was someone that told me, I don't know where I heard this, but like true musicality is found in the spaces. Yes. And it's so interesting because I feel like arguably half of all of the songs that exist everywhere run this pattern of kick on the one, snare on the three. And you think about that and you're like, that is so freaking uncreative. Mm. But like, yet you listen to so many songs that follow that pattern and they sound completely different. And I think the key to that is like paying attention not to that big driving force, but what's happening in the spaces. It is. I, I agree with you. Like it's it's the little things. We was talking about this earlier, but I think one of the things that I've realized and been trying to focus on in my music in this past year of like 2021 <clears throat> is... uh making moments and again like that's mm -hmm. something basic i remember being taught that in school and like people tell you and like i think that's the thing people tell you stuff and you're like yeah no for sure for sure and then like because it's a concept and it almost sounds like common sense right it's so simple you're like okay got it got it go mm -hmm. right past it yeah but instead of like actually like practicing that and implementing it over and over till it's like second nature mm -hmm. again like going back to the basics people be slapping on hello plugins and stuff and it's like yeah. bro EQ it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe compress it if you need to. Right. Maybe, maybe give some, not maybe, everybody loves reverb and delay, but like right. tastefully, not a whole lot to where it's like, oh my goodness, what's all this happening? Mm -hmm. It's just like, it carries you. We're talking about, you know what I mean? Like the subtle things that you don't, you don't realize that they're there because you feel them more than you hear them. Yeah. There was a, when I was first learning all of the fine tunings of mixing and stuff, because I didn't go to college for it, so it was, it was self-taught and through friends and through trial and error, mm -hmm. um, I had this perception of this is what EQ does and this is, this is how I want to make uh, you know, this vocal sound really good, you know, mm -hmm. boost these parts and do this. And I always ended up frustrated because I just hated how it sounded, but I couldn't tell why. Mm. And I don't, again, I don't remember where it was that I heard this, but someone described EQ um, or miking or just recording in general as you are just trying to find the most the most accurate way to capture what you're already hearing. Yes. So if yes. you're trying to find good mic placement, just move move around and find the spot where it sounds most like what it's supposed to sound like. Yes. What your what your ear is naturally hearing and everything yes. else, compression, EQ, you know, all of those things mixing is just trying to is not trying to make it sound different. It's trying to make it sound like your ear hears it. Yes. And that was really interesting. And that mm. really changed my perspective on all of this stuff. I like that. Um, I have found two concepts. There, There's one that's really similar to what you're talking about. The, what I try to do, like, especially, I feel like in different genres of rap, it's it's different than like EDM or singer-songwriter. There's, there's less uh, effects 
uh, that are happening like consistently mm-hmm. on the vocal, uh, just because like sometimes maybe rapping fast or yeah. sometimes it's supposed to just sound intimate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you want rap sometimes to sound like they're right in front of you instead of like all around you and crazy stuff's happening. Right. Um, but in in producing, creating music and in like recording and mixing, I like to take, I try to stay as like natural as possible. Mm-hmm. That's that that's what I like. Yeah. Not necessarily like super dry or too dry, but just like what's gonna like flesh it out a little bit and help it embellish like the vibe that's already there. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw on too long of a reverb and you're just like, what is what's what's happening? Right. Or like the feedback's too high on the delay and there's just like so much happening mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound like natural. Yeah. It's I feel like it was tempting for me for a long time to think that I needed certain effects that I there there were certain things I just needed. They were mm-hmm. defaults. There was like an EQ with a certain low mid duck, a compression at a certain ratio, and that is just a given. And sometimes that's true. But uh, it's tempting to think, especially with like reverb and stuff like that, that I need this to fill in spaces and I think it's out of a fear of having something more creative in there. Mm. Sometimes, not always. Experimenting is fun, but I, again, like back back to the basics. There's like mm-hmm. some some fundamentals that I feel like are nine times out of ten a good place to start. Yeah. Like as a as a template, so to say. Mm-hmm. Like um, on like on my vocal chain template, like I usually always have uh, like two EQs first. Yeah. And the first one is always <clears throat> on vocals rolled off to like at least a hundred. Mm-hmm. And you can you know you can gauge it where it needs to be yeah but i'll use the first eq specifically as a subtractive eq Mm -hmm. that way i go through and get all like you know comb filtering whatever i don't like get it gone because i i think i was listening to a podcast and this dude was talking about eqing like sculpting Mm -hmm. you got like a block of marble or whatever yeah you don't start adding stuff on first Mm-hmm. You start chiseling away from it, yeah. fine tuning it, refining it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean to what you want it to sound like. Yep. And then if you want to enhance it, mm-hmm. add some. I'm not. A, I'm not a sculptor. I don't know how no. sculpting works. <laughs> I think subtractive EQ changed my perspective on a lot of things, and and it was such a simple process. Like I felt like I was always just throwing like darts in the dark when I was trying to EQ something. And this process of like, no, just have a really tight cue, raise it up, go along the frequency spectrum, find a problem frequency, and bring it down. And I was like, wow, that just makes so much sense. So simple. You find a problem, eliminate it. Right. Like, right. <laughs> it was like, wait, this isn't even a creative work. This is a practical work. <laughs> right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. So um, one of the, there's a couple primary genres that you mostly work with right Mm -hmm. like a lot of rap i know um yeah um rock is always going to be like my first love like my my first retail job was at hot topic (laughs) nice (laughs) like a lot of people are like oh that makes sense and then the next retail job that i had after that was zoomies and people are like that makes sense i feel like i just look like a poster child for zoomies (laughs) (laughs) but it's but it's a great vibe (laughs) thank you thank you um they they they, was such a cool family Mm -hmm. um but yeah, uh, I so my my musical like preference. So I grew up. My mom raised me and my sister mostly. Uh, sh- we mostly either played like what I would consider like mayonnaise Christian music, like the most like Michael W. Smith, Sandy Patty. Oh yes, like bland. on cassette. Yes, yeah, and then on CD. Yep, because we're '90s babies, but like right. bland music, and then mm-hmm. classical music, which was just like. I didn't realize how intricate I thought it was because I thought classical music was bland. So I remember I heard like Lil Wayne was the first rap song I heard on the radio. And I was like, this is weak. Because it was like, it was to me, it sounded like just a computerized beat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just so simple, so like consistent, no switch ups, no changes, no surprises. Right. It's just a 16 bar loop. And then 16 bars later, they'll add something or take something away. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and bro's like monotone rap. And it's like, it's, it's boring you yeah. know what i mean because classical has all these movements and these changes and crescendos and decrescendos and like, mm. what's happening is this even the same song anymore like what <laughs> right um so i grew up listening to like 
mayonnaise church music and classical music. And then when I was playing violin, I never wanted to actually practice and read the sheet music. So when my mom left me alone, I just turned on the radio. And before I could find any rock stations, I just found like country stations. And those were easier. For, I just started playing by ear and like yeah? jamming along to country music. Dude, uh, that's legit. And then when we were going to church more, uh, I got... A lot of a lot of a lot of the kids I was in youth group with started getting into like that metal screamo phase. Mm-hmm. They were handing me like Zayo and the Devil Wears Prada and stuff <laughs> and Haste the Day. I remember like the first time I put a screamo CD on in the car. I was probably in like sixth grade and my mom pulled the car over, <laughs> caught her like she jumped as she was driving because like it threw her for a loop. Uh, but yeah, kids were handing me like mixtapes like <laughs> of screamo stuff. It was cool. Uh, so like I. That's what I was rocking with, like, in mm-hmm. middle school yeah. type stuff. I didn't really get introduced to rap and, like, f- fall fall in love with it till more, like, the end of high school starting into college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even in college, I like I, I still play in rock bands now. I yeah. play, shout out Oversleeping, shout out the guys, uh, shout out Trey Five. That's the other band that I play in. Yeah. Uh, Oversleeping, uh, they're like an indie rock band. You know Jesse. I do. Yeah. I don't know if you know Ricky. He's out here now, too. I do. Yeah, I met him recently. That's yeah. another dude in Oversleeping. Dude. Beta homies. That's legit. It is. Um, so they're like a, you know, we're like a, a indie rock kind of group. We do like some experimental stuff and be playing because everybody else is also a producer in the hip hop realm, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're experimenting with like incorporating that. Yeah. And then uh, I play drums and sing in that group. And then for Trey Five, I play bass and also. I haven't sung on any records yet, but we're also supposed to hop in the studio on Friday, and Dude. I might be doing something in there. That's legit. But. So <clears throat> I heard you say, like, early on growing up, like, a lot of the music you heard you weren't into, but there was something about <clears throat> classical music that spoke to you in a way that, <clears throat> like, hearing Little Wayne didn't at the time. Right. Do you think that, like, the things you appreciated about the movement of classical music affected the way you produce music now? Oh, Definitely. De- definitely sometimes to debatably to a fault you know what i mean you just got to mm-hmm. figure out how to make it work and that's the fun part of the puzzle about being a producer yeah it's that like nothing is necessarily like a bad idea it's just like how can we fit it in maybe maybe not right now mm-hmm. maybe be dope as an outro yeah you know maybe try reversing it Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pitch it, chop it up. Who, who knows? Like, right. if I love the challenge, though, you give me something, be like, this has to be in there. It's like, all right, well, let's figure out, like, how we going to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I think it has to, like, I, I'll over, it's interesting now, especially working in, like, hip hop and uh, that kind of realm. Yeah. You don't always want over simple, like, overcomplicated stuff. Like, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten. I'll make like the simplest beat and be like, this is, I don't even know nobody will want this and everybody wants it. Mm-hmm. And then the beat that you spend hours on be like, oh, this is going to take me to the top. Everybody's like, oh yeah, that's cool. What else you got? And you're just like, dude, and that hurts. <laughs> it hurts. I feel like the number of times, and this is, this, I found this true in my songwriting, in my musical composition and just like all this stuff. If I have an idea, like an image for something that's going to be big and amazing and I take it just takes a long time, and I'm like, I don't want to rush it. I want to take the process and get it there. It it usually gets close to what I wanted it to, mm-hmm. but then there'll be moments where I had like two hours, and I wrote a whole song and recorded most of it, and I love that more than the one I just poured a bunch of my life into. And it's, it's frustrating that it's that way, but mm-hmm. there's something about creativity that when it hits, it hits, and usually those things are are better and more valuable like more catchy they they speak to more people mm. than if you've put like weeks of your life into something man you're right I, and so like go, going along with that i remember like one of the first roadblocks that i had as a producer was just like finishing a beat like so when you get yeah. ableton <clears throat> a- ableton is like such a weird place to start you know, <laughs> that like, was where I started, yeah. But like, it, like I remember, like you know, there's like the the arrangement view and the session view, mm-hmm. and like all the videos that I was watching on YouTube, they would just do it in the uh, in the session view, mm-hmm. and so like you'd have all those clips layered in there, and it's like, okay, I got a cool loop, but like, how, what am I supposed to do with it? Like, how do I how mm-hmm. do I make a beat? Yeah, out of it, and someone was like, "Oh, bro, just copy and paste it in the in the arrangement view," and I was like, "What? <laughs> Crazy!" Right. But like, even then, like, you want to find like 
cool stuff that's like simple but still like catchy and like ear grabbing mm -hmm. without overcomplicating it without yeah. like distracting because like in the hip-hop realm you're making you're making you want to keep it simple because you're making something for somebody else to jump on top of yeah. it's not an instrumental mm -hmm. it's not like i mean you can make a beat tape that's and that's and that's that right but if you're trying to like make beats for artists mm -hmm. you got to leave the space for them to be on there and not just be on there but for them to be their artist self right on that track yeah so like my my view and i guess my my workflow has changed definitely over the past like year or so to where like i feel like i'll always start with something simple and solid mm -hmm. and then be like okay how do we enhance this vibe yeah you know what i mean the first thing that i do is like we have to capture a vibe mm -hmm. what are we going for how are we feeling what kind of song you want to make what whatever and if no one knows it's like well let's just make something but like as long as it's not whack you know what i mean like we got it all right, let's hone in on this. Yeah. Well, a lot of times I'll start with a melody first because I'm a drummer. Like, I feel like it's nothing for me to make drums. And when I make drums, I just I just hear drums and it's like, all yeah. right, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, I'll start with some kind of melody or some kind of chords. I might have, like, a drum pattern in my head, you know what I mean? So, like, I'll, you know, start bopping when I'm playing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you got that, dr drums are easy for me. So as soon as you got the melody, then you add the drums. And, like, I've been playing bass a lot more lately. Yeah. So like I'm doing a crushing you got the job bass. at it. Thank you. <laughs> so as soon as you're at the base, it's like, okay, now we got a vibe. This is the meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. But now how are we gonna enhance this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Add some trickles here, maybe some scents, mm -hmm. some ear candy. Yeah. But it's all like complementing the original like meat and potatoes mm -hmm. of like whatever that original vibe is. Like stick with it. Mm -hmm. Finish it out. Okay, I have a question. Okay. And this is just a really this is a small tangent. I'm just curious. Like Okay, so I'm I'm always trying to do like creative kind of ridiculous things in like songs. Mm -hmm. What's the most ridiculous thing that you have sampled to put in a song where you're like, this needs to be here? Oh man, uh, the the most craziest thing I don't think I can actually say on camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second <laughs> craziest thing. We've we've done some really cool stuff, experimenting with stuff. Say it, uh, and we'll bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> My guy. Um, I sampled, uh, I've sampled like fans, I've sampled rain, I've sampled cats drinking out of water, I've sampled like, I was hanging out with a homie and their upstairs neighbor didn't change their fire alarm and so like the batteries were like boop, <laughs> yeah, boop, and it yeah. got like mad rhythmic and I was like, I <laughs> take the Dude, phone out and capture it. You know the like default Apple or like iPhone ringtone? They're like dun 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 dun, dun, mm -hmm. dun, dun. Every time it goes off, I'm like dun, 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 dun. and I just start like beatboxing to it and I'm just right. like, I'm here for it. Have you are you aware of the artist Romderful? No. Alright. I gotta I gotta pull this out for the one time. <laughs> um, he's got a song called Message Me. Yeah. And bro literally sampled like that. Bum, 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 from Windows. <laughs> but it's so cold. And it's, again, something so simple. Yeah. And, like, bro, bro's a crazy, like, uh, theory head. So he can, like, play around uh, with theory all day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just have to send it to you because I don't think I'm getting why I'm, I'm not getting a signal right That's now. all right. There's a, it's funny, I keep thinking, too, about, like, uh, I have like sounds in that I haven't sampled yet that I just, mm -hmm. I'm like, when I reach the track that will use this, I'm going to use it. Like I've got this camera downstairs. It's this old school film camera where you like wind it up and mm -hmm. then you like click it and it's got all of these different sounds. And I'm like, dude, that wind of like the, like, click, 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 and then like the, I'm like, that's going to be in a song. I don't know what it's going to be in, but I'm going to use it. I think we sampled, we sampled scissors. We said, I told you about that. that was crazy. Shout out to homegirl, Emmy, uh, <laughs> and her 404 <laughs> coming in clutch. Uh, we sampled, we've also sampled her neighbors just like turning up and partying. Um, it's, it's crazy what you can turn into a sample. Mm -hmm. Like there's, I haven't found anything that you can't. It's, mm -hmm. it might not be like a melodic sense. It might be a transition, make it sound like a laser beam or something. Right. But like, okay, I, I pulled it up real quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? right? That's so good. That's crazy. Oh, That's crazy. Man. I don't know if we can keep that because 
rights and copyrights and stuff. That's probably fine. I don't own the rights to this music. We'll find out. (laughs) 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 Um, But I, man, sampling is so crazy because, so like first getting into it, uh, my my cousin Spin was like, bro, you got to get an MPC. And I was like chopping up stuff. And then it, it was cool. But I felt like I wasn't really like excelling in my producer game Mm -hmm. because I was only using samples. And then like as a drummer, like all you got to do is like the the simple formula is like sample, drums, a bass line or an 808 and then maybe a lead line. And then like there's there it is. And so like I remember I would be cooking up with other producers or I'd hear other producers tracks and I'd be like, bro, that sound is crazy. Mm -hmm. How'd you make it? And they'd be like, oh, it's a sample. Right, it's just like that's so discouraging. Mm-hmm. Not, not to say that samples are bad, uh, because it's it's all about how you use it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even yeah. like using the same sample as someone else, like on Splice. Like, I, I used to not even like Splice, but my homie was like, "Bro, it's at the end of the day, it's whoever sampled the best wins." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like people sample the same songs all the time. Yeah, they might sample different parts. You know, like just. Just, just like you said, like the kick will be on one and the snare will be on three, mm-hmm. a thousand different times, but yep. it'll sound a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about how you use it. Yep. Uh, so like that's, that's how I started with like sampling and using samples, and then it's like getting into the one shot game, mm-hmm. game changer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can even you can end up taking like and throw it into Ableton and make it melodic, and mm-hmm. now you got like some cool unique melodic sound and it's like what kind of synth is that and it's like it's not (laughs) (laughs) right there's definitely a wrong way to use samples right like yes there's this and sometimes it's advertised like this where there's kind of this drag and drop you take a beat you take a melody that's already been like created a bass line and you just kind of go bloop 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 and you're like look i made a song right and and like that hurts me as a creative person because i'm like you know think for yourself like take something and say how can i make this unique Right. Um, right. But I also think that that there's a space for samples that actually encourages creativity where you hear something like you pull it up on Splice and you're like, oh, dude, I could use that sound in this and I can either use it as it is to complement what I've done or I can manipulate it and work to, to this mm. end. And there's a space where it, it lets you into a world of sounds that you wouldn't have if you're just sitting alone in a studio with a guitar. Definitely. You know, that, and so I think there's a proper way to use it as like a tool to help you, um, but not something to like lean on. It's it's a tool, not like 100% a tool. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like that. Samples, samples are tools. Mm-hmm. And you can... There's there's a time and place for everything. So like you could we'll we'll say it's wrong, but like I mean look, sometimes the best way to use a sample is to just like cut the loop and drop it in there. Cause like look, if it's a great song before, it's a great song now. Yeah. Time and place. Not always, mm-hmm. but like like few times for me personally. Few yeah. times. I think it's kind of like I agree with you, like somewhat of of a of a of a cop out. I feel like that's an extreme thing to say mm-hmm. but like yeah man where's 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 the creative you know mm-hmm. what i mean like did you did you try pitching it did you try chopping it did you try reversing it those are all like things that i feel like i have to go through before i settle an idea yeah it's like what is all right well this sounds cool but like i feel like i wouldn't be a producer if i didn't wonder what it would sound like reversed mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah i gotta know mm-hmm. sometimes it's like oh whole new idea save as new project right like I took this song, uh, it was on my first album that I don't like to tell people about because I think it's just a crappy mix all the, the way through. The one you sent me? Uh, I don't even know if I sent it to you. I think I might have not even shown you this. Okay. Anyway, like the song started as this idea where I was playing, uh, playing an acoustic guitar and I reversed it and I was like, okay, what if I have this chord progression and I record it, switched, and so when I reverse it, the, the chords follow that same pattern and I can mm-hmm. have the song be this like reverse kind of like vamping sound. Mm, that put push and pull. Mm-hmm. And that idea spun, I was like, okay, well, what is this song about? And it created this whole topical song about like, if I could go back in time, if I could reverse things, if I could, and it was, the song beat was called Turn Back the Clock. And so it was all built on this idea of this like backwards acoustic guitar sound. Mm. And I think a lot of people that heard that song probably didn't catch that um, because it was really mainly just at the beginning. Mm. But there was just something to me. I was like the the topic of the music and the sound of it, it's all working together. And I think there's something beautiful about that. For sure, man. I got got a question. Yeah. As as a producer, 
for yourself as a creative producer when it's when it's time to add some like ear candy and some spice what are your like go-to like plugins like sounds and it doesn't have to be necessarily plugins because like if you know how to use the stock plugins then you know right. how to use the stock plugins you don't have to go buy extra stuff mm-hmm. but like what are your like what's your like go-to ear candy type stuff that is a tough question because yeah. i don't know if i have a go-to <clears throat> yet so with a lot of these things that I do now as like my job, be it producing or video editing or I mean getting into animation using After Effects and just all of these creative things, none of it I went to college for. And for a long time, I felt like that was a disadvantage. But I'm learning that it's given me a different perspective uh, because there'll be things that I don't yet know how to do, but my brain is no longer, it's not starting with what did I learn and how can I use this? It's starting with, I hear this. Mm. Or for like animation stuff, I see this. I don't know how to do it. Let's figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually, I think, given me a unique opportunity to start with my brain. Mm. And so for sounds and songs and stuff, I'll use certain references. There's a band called Oh Wonder that is really minimalistic in their sound. It's this uh, male and female vocal, and all their sounds are really small, like quiet, intimate, feels close. But you start listening closely and there's all these like little ear candy pieces that I don't even know how to describe it. Like there's one that sounds like it's like a page turning and it's only used in like one part in the song. And and this space of like, I'm not going to overuse this to make it. This is the the heart and soul of the song. Like the point of the song is to have this cool sample, but um, do things that you just don't expect. Um I'm constantly, my go-to is figuring out what like that I can do and how to not overuse it. So there's another um, group, um, Jeremy Zucker and Chelsea Cutler. I don't know if you've heard of them. They've done a lot of music together. That sounds familiar. Um, and they do the same kind of thing where there's maybe something that you only hear once in the song, but it's in almost this fill space. So there's, there's a melody and then there's a break and there's something that happens. And sometimes it's <clears throat> melodic, but... Sometimes it's just a random sample of a sound, but it's musical either way. Yes. Um, That is the thing that I try to pursue. And so I don't know if I have a default starting point, but that is always the end I'm trying to go to. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense. It's it's interesting because it's it's a different perspective, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that makes sense. Yeah. You know, having having different backgrounds, but again, like that's so it's refreshing and interesting because like that's what part of why I love collabing and work with other people because like they're. There's things I never would have thought of. They do things completely different than I ever would have thought to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And vice versa. Like I made, I was cooking with this other dude in FL. And again, like we'll be all overthink some stuff. Yeah. I'll be like, all right, well, let's start with a 16 bar loop. That way it doesn't sound consistent. You know what I mean? That way it mm-hmm. sounds like it flows and there's a little bit of like uh, differentiation throughout the whole thing. It doesn't sound just like a four bar loop. Yeah. My man's make some cold beats, which is like, I, that's why I want to cook with bro. Mm-hmm. Bro literally starts with a two bar loop and just goes forward. And I'm like, dang, that's bold. Right? It's, like, it's crazy. <laughs> but it's like, I, I never would have thought to do it that how he did it mm-hmm. with a two bar loop. Yep. I never would have thought to do it with a two bar loop because mm-hmm. I was like, man, two bar loop. Yep. But like. Know your basics. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for you, know your basics. Yeah. And roll with it. You know what I didn't see coming when I was like getting into this industry? I didn't expect producing music to be as vulnerable as it is. Ah. Like when I first started working with clients, and most all of the people I've worked with right now are people that they need me to produce their track. So they have they have a demo with, you know, an acoustic or keys and a vocal. Mm-hmm. And they like they want it to sound full and like a full production with more instruments than that but they don't have a vision for that yet mm. so my task is is pretty commonly been coming up with that and doing that in a way that honors their sound as well mm-hmm. so that's always tricky but I found on the front end it was challenging for me to to try things while they were sitting next to me and mm. it took a long time to be in a spot where I felt confident in my abilities mm. um, to where I could just kind of just get lost in this world of let's try this let's see if this works and yeah. and every now and then pop over and see if their face is like or yeah. if, if they're just like really feeling it man it takes it takes time mm-hmm. and practice you yeah. know what i mean oh, just did. like just like with literally anything else it's 
trial and error mm -hmm. you know like it's, it's trial and error doing stuff the wrong way and figuring out that wasn't the right way mm -hmm. and then like getting to sit in the room where like almost you feel like you know the least and you can just watch and like soak in other people's knowledge and be like you know what i mean like even now i love to cook with homies and like you know how sometimes you'll be cooking and it'll be like too many cooks in the kitchen mm -hmm. bro i'm just happy to be here i'll chill out in the back and just watch how people work and be yeah. like amazed mm -hmm. you know i i love it yeah and that's this idea of serving the music instead of serving yourself that's that's so important that's so important i'm glad you mm -hmm. said that too because an, another like key thing is like it's it's about the like what's best for the song you know mm -hmm. what i mean like there's a whole bunch of different ways to say different things about like uh you can't have your ego in the room you know what i mean mm -hmm. even as like session musicians like bro like forget your ego it's not about you you're not playing on this people aren't listening to this record for you per se mm -hmm. they're listening to this record to hear whoever aretha franklin or whatever you know what i mean the drummer can't be doing shit and stuff because he feels cool it's like mm -hmm. know know your role yeah and know like what how how is that role gonna best suit and complement the whole composition the whole song as a piece especially in the world of independent artists mm. like it can be different when a band comes in that's what i've been learning for a long time i didn't like perceive the difference like listening to the radio and stuff between an independent artist and a band mm -hmm. but realizing like in a band the composition is such where i mean the lead singer is the lead but everyone is is kind of like their own star in different moments and like i never understood people that being like yeah i'm super into this drummer he's the drummer in this band he's just super good and i i couldn't tell the difference at first and now like thinking in a producer mind, it's like, okay, an independent artist, 100%, it's it's serving the person. And, and music, maybe this means that there's just like this super crazy drum fill and it just like drives it home. Uh, but only, only if it's serving the artist in that moment. Right. And really like, maybe it's that crazy drum fill, but maybe it's like one, three. <laughs> one, right. Three, like it's, I, it, you know, it's so interesting. It's like whatever compliments the song best and like um, I, as a drummer right sometimes i'll be like well i just want to make sure that my part doesn't suck mm -hmm. and it's like how do you make sure your part doesn't suck keep it simple yeah like, right what best serves the song mm -hmm. you know yep that's something that ironically being in the like christian church music world it actually it, ironically it really taught me that is this like listen you're not here to serve yourself you're here to serve the end to serve oh the music goodness. so like if you're playing and you know you're playing in a band on a sunday morning and you're playing bass chances are like your pocket is like root notes and every now and then you jump it and like i think that is just a valuable lesson to learn as a musician because i think that posture it, it, it leaks into other musical realms where you are trying to like make something that's more musically complex it's still like let's serve each other mm. Man, playing in the church circuit is an amazing experience uh, because you get to constantly witness spiritual moments. Like, mm -hmm. and again, like you're serving, you're serving the creator and you're serving the congregation that's there. Like as a church drummer, it, you know, keeping what's going to keep people tapped into this moment. Mm -hmm. If I play a crazy fill right now, people are going to open their eyes and be like, what was that? Right. You know what I mean? It's what's going to be there for the moment and that's i just started MDing. like my my first time MDing was on father's day oh nice, uh, nice. but I, I love it that's right. what I, I love MDing. um and uh and that's it, a producer mindset too like being is. in everyone's ears and saying like how can we move this in real time like that's mm -hmm. that's a value my, my homie tyvon he's a great md i'd be learning some stuff from him but like how he mds is he be watching the congregation mm -hmm. you know what i mean he, he's a crazy keys player but he'll he'll be watching it and be like seeing people starting to get tapped in and he'd be like, How can we draw them in more? Mm -hmm. Switch up the basic progression, add in like a two five one or go from like the four to like the sharp four or something like that. But what's gonna yeah. like pull on their heartstrings even more? Mm -hmm. And it's it's crazy because like you have to be conscious of like you got he's watch he's watching the audience while we're playing mm -hmm. and like you know some some musicians they'll be focused on on playing you know what i yep. mean and like as a drummer sometimes i'll like have my head down and having having the md with that with that note that tyvon gave me really gives me some cool perspective yeah because again it's like okay we're, we're we're watching everybody because this is 
we're, we're serving right now. Mm -hmm. But it's also, music is such a spiritual thing for me. It's, it's my blessing, and that's yeah. how I can also give back. So it's, it's like double bonus because I'm in a spiritual moment for myself. I'm tapped in, mm -hmm. and now I'm also tapped in with all these other people, and I'm also like enhancing it. Yeah. It's a blessing to do it. You it's know fun. what I yeah. mean? Like, oh, it's awesome. That's cool. It's awesome. So we've been talking a lot about collaboration <clears throat> and like working together. And I mm -hmm. feel like that's a really good segue to talk more about this collective that you've kind of been okay. running with. So uh, tell me a little bit about what it is and how it got started. Okay. So the collective is called Neighborhood Soiree. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a collective of not just not just producers, not just musicians. It's like all forms of creative media. Okay. You know, it's it's. I'm still in the in the process of building it up. Mm -hmm. Um. But the the end goal is I'd love to have you know, writers, poets, uh, people. You know, in the in the more like in the movie realm, film realm, mm -hmm. script stuff. Because like I feel like all forms of art and creative is just it's so beautiful to be around. Yeah. Seeing people express themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I named it Neighborhood Soiree, uh, based off of like some principles that I hold dear. Uh, part of my testimony is that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. And if you're, uh, there's an old African proverb that's like, if you're trying to go fast, go alone. But if you're trying to go far, go with many. Mm -hmm. Neighborhood and the community is, is real important to me yeah. and my testimony. Um, and so, and then Soiree is that I keep constantly finding myself like, with a group, again, mm -hmm. I, I love the collaboration type of aspect. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I feel like anybody who says I did it all by myself, that's all cap. Like <laughs> everybody's got help somewhere. Yeah, and I'm so blessed to be where I'm at with the help that I received. Because like people that didn't even know me have helped me. Mm -hmm. You know, no business looking after me took me in type stuff. I like guess. You know, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, even, like, again, me being so connected to music, I love to share that and experience that with others. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, especially in college, once I started having my own spot, it'd be minimum three, four homies coming through, and we'd be cooking sometimes till 2 a.m., sometimes until, like, the next morning and we skip class because we're <laughs> still sitting there cooking because the vibe, everybody's honed in on the vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, when we shot the first video for Neighborhoods uh, Soiree's first single, Serious, um, uh, the second day of the shoot, which was the final day, mm -hmm. we had, like, a little after-party kickback at my spot. Everybody was sitting around dancing, having a good time and stuff like that. But as it got later and later... Jesse ended up coming through too. <laughs> and it's just like, we, what do we all love to do? And what's our passion is like, we all love to create. Mm -hmm. And like, music's what we all like naturally do. Yeah. So like, it turned from like an after party kickback to a cook up session. <laughs> and it was like, the vibe was still there because that's, we're all having a good time doing what we love with people that we love. Yeah. You know, like good vibes, good energy, good times and good music. Like that's, it's mm -hmm. so important to have, yeah. especially in that creation zone. That's like that the, circle. that's like the point of, music i feel like so right so the studio um which is still i mean in its early phases like we haven't even been around for less than a year but i have this like mental like 10-year plan of where i want it to go but the heart and soul of it the entire way is this idea of a culture of creativity mm. because i feel like that is that's the end that i want to receive so when i was processing early on about what what is a win when someone comes into the studio and leaves uh and i want it to be prioritize that the music that comes out of it is high quality mm. but i felt like the top priority is that people walk out saying man i had such a good time like this was great mm. and because that that's building the culture and i feel like the culture is an important start because the the quality flows out of the culture mm. so i i like that i like mm. that um i'm gonna just jump back to the, to the neighborhood soiree stuff. yeah yeah sorry uh, <laughs> no, no you're good you're good you're good because it was relevant right um so yeah, the, the soiree, I think the definition of a soiree is something is like usually like some sort of like gath gathering or like party. Usually music is involved and usually it's in the evening. And that's mm. just like what so many of my nights felt like in college. Yeah. Either I'm pulling all nighters in the studio, I have a I have a horrible sleep schedule. <laughs> horrible. Um, but like I'm either pulling up all nighters in the studio with some homies or by myself, or I'm at home cooking up with some homies. But like it's I felt like the quiet hours is just when I'm so productive, whether I stay up late or get up early. Mm -hmm. uh, just 
that's 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 just how I feel. Yeah. Uh, so so soiree from that aspect, and then both of those. Uh, I'm gonna also take a side tangent. This is the tattoo, which is oh, the nice. logo for yeah. neighborhood soiree. Uh, it got the little NS right there, but mm-hmm, it's you mm-hmm. know it's like kind of an old school house, and then the it has uh, speakers for windows. Okay. And then it's oh, got yeah. a little gramophone on top just mm-hmm. to like keep it bumping. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, the the motto behind it is to is to change culture, um, creatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so with that, I. I don't want to say like it's branding for marketing because like this is a principle that I that I also hold dear. Yeah. Um I feel like everybody can relate to one way or another being misunderstood whether mm-hmm. they wear that like externally however they choose to or they just feel it on the inside. Yeah. One way or another I think that somebody everybody can relate to. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I felt it myself personally in multiple ways. Um and going through those hard times and trials has helped me uh, understand myself yeah, and be more confident at the end of the day in who I am, mm. you know? Um, and that journey was beautiful. I didn't always realize, like, in the middle of it that that's what was going on, but yeah. I feel like that's something that everybody should experience is just, like, um, a place where you can be yourself, free of judgment, and be respected for just being the human that you are. And I feel like that's another aspect that I try to bring to the table with Neighborhood Soiree. Um, I've got so many good homies that I feel like uh, people just be quick to judge nowadays in 2021. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and there's there's a whole lot of controversy going on in like the LGBTQ community. And it's mm-hmm. like, regardless of how you feel, mm-hmm. that's still a human. Yeah. That's still a soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you respect them for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people gonna have their differences and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We don't gotta agree on everything. Right. But you are a human and like that's valid enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's all it needs to be. It's like music is a culture of respect. Mm-hmm. It's it's and that's where like serving the music serving the people comes into play it's it's where this like let's come together and build something it's this understanding of like music looks different in different cultures but it transcends language Mm -hmm. and it transcends differences and like it's the prime example or like metaphor of like differences make us stronger together exactly it's it's music is vibrations it's Mm -hmm. energy Mm -hmm. literally you know and so like coming together and putting one brain can always make some cool stuff, but you put yeah. two brains together on the same wavelength, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you add more people that are like there for that vibe, trying to add to that wavelength. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it, beautiful things happen from it. Yeah. And I, I love it. Another cool thing about producing, you can't this doesn't happen all the time, but like with my like with my circle of producers that I feel like I trust to always cook up with. Yeah. It's like I don't even have to like take the wheels, you know, like somebody else has an idea and it's not what I was thinking or I'll even like, I'll be, I won't even be sitting in the main chair and I'll be like, yo, try it like this. And my homie Fabian, he'll like somewhat misinterpret what I mean. I'll be like, yo, bring that clip back this way. He'll be like, I got you. And he'll put it somewhere else, but it still sounds cool. And it's like, all right, yeah, let's go with that, man. Cool. Like, let's run with it. Yeah. And like, you like, I wouldn't have gotten that by myself. Yeah. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. I love, I love collabing. So good. Um, so what, what do you feel like is the future for Neighborhood Soiree? Like thinking forward, where, where do you want it to go? What's your dream? Man, we're, it's, it's, it's going to grow. We're always, always growing, always aspiring. Um, we'll be dropping more projects uh, in 2021. The, the next project, uh, just to give a little bit of explanation about it, uh, so serious was more like a laid back R and B kind of vibe. Okay. That was the first track that I did. I I produced it. I had some other homies writing on it and rapping on it. I'm singing on it, um, and it it was cool. And I got some great reviews for it. Yeah. But a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this is a vibe and stuff." And it's like that's cool. But when it transfers over to live, I like that. But I also want to see bodies move. Mm-hmm. Like um, rock and the heavy metal stuff like that's that's my first love i love the mosh pits you know what i mean (laughs) i got scars from it like i'm mm, molded by it (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh, 
I, I want that to transfer over. Yeah. You know, like I love combining genres as well. That's that's part of my music. Yeah. Classical stuff. I'll throw rock in there. I'm working on a couple tracks that are probably gonna make it onto the next record where there's like there's some heavy metal incorporated. I got some homies screaming on there. Mm -hmm. Because like that's how I feel. It's genuine to me. Yeah. It's me speaking my truths and me creating my truths. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like I, as long as long as it's genuine. Somebody's gonna rock with it. Yeah, Shoot, I'm gonna rock with it. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But so the 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 net all that to say the next project I started aiming to be a whole bunch of heavy hitters, more up tempo stuff that people can like really bounce to, mm -hmm. move to in the crowd and stuff. Um, all this aspect of being misunderstood and kind of like with there's different experiences of being like labeled as a black sheep, so to say. Mm -hmm. um, that I feel like everybody again can, can relate to with being misunderstood. Yeah, there used to be the derogatory phrase, uh, like "there goes the neighborhood" when black folks like moved into like mm. white like white suburban areas. Yeah, so we're spinning it, and we're saying like the title of the record is going to be "Here Comes the Neighborhood" because it's like we ain't here, bro. You know what I mean? So I we coming with heavy hitters, dude. That's so all good. that energy, which is why that first track I showed you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they all have to have like that banger energy, mm -hmm. and then like uh, that's been like some of my mission. And then like my my producer name Soul partially because I naturally make a lot of soulful music. Yeah. Uh, so the next project after that will be. Uh, slow songs with the soiree. Mm. So you even got to play on words. Here comes the neighborhood slow songs with the soiree, neighborhood soiree type stuff. Dude, I love having like a vision for like, this is where we're going and this is what we're going to do. That's mm -hmm. so cool. And so like specific, like I, again, on this record and on all the stuff that I do, I love, I love throwing people for a loop to where they're not expecting it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like no one's, I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like anybody has incorporated rock and the heavier sides of rock with rap in the way that i know i can do it I so i'm excited to present that yeah you know like I'm, I'm so looking forward to it dude well you have a good vision for that <laughs> that's you. cool um and i feel like the biggest part of this process and the value in all this is dreaming mm -hmm. and saying this is this is what I want to do, this is what I'm about. How can I get there? How can I bring people with me? There's there's so many truths in like people say following your dreams and it's like that's such like a a, a simplified version of it. Cause I feel like there's there's such truth in like speaking speaking your things into existence mm -hmm. and manifesting it. Yeah. So you know, people saying like don't give up on your dreams, it's like, yeah, but it's like there it, it gets deeper than that. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, I'm I'm confident in the moves that I'm making. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for what the future has. I don't know what the future has. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, neighborhood soiree is growing. I I don't want to be like Dreamville, but I, I admire what Dreamville has with their, like, variety of artists and, like, how they incorporate so many different things. And, you, you know, Dreamville is such a team, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, but like one thing I realized, like Dreamville don't have no rock artists. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Afro punk is is a is a goal mm -hmm. to be playing at, whether it's like with neighborhood soiree or with another squad or something like that. Yeah. Um, man, my my dream is just to be able to produce and create full time and to provide for for me and mines and my you know whatever mines and whatever my responsibility in the, in, in the future and what that holds. Yeah. Um, you know, cause like, you gotta, you gotta make money to survive in this world. Yeah. But like money's not my first priority. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, as long as I'm paying bills and making rent, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's cool. And like, I, I don't have like a success goal. So to say like, I want to be like Grammy artist or something like that. You know right. what I mean? I feel like my music will take itself where it needs to go. Well, and sometimes in the pursuit of fame or, you know, the Grammy, whatever, mm -hmm. you can, and pardon my pun, sell your soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Like That's a good one. But like for real, you know what That's I mean? Like there's this element of I'm going to, I'm going to compromise the integrity of what I'm doing in the name of shooting it to more people. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a quality and a beauty in just, um, <clears throat> letting the chips fall where they may as mm -hmm. it is and say like, this is, this is what I'm, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing yes. and I'm going to bring people into it and it'll 
it'll do what it does. Exactly. And people people will will respect you for that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we was talking about earlier how like sometimes I'll make beats or arrangements or songs that are more so like for myself are supposed to be instrumentals because that's that's how I'm feeling. That's yeah. my vibe. Yep. But if you're trying to make money though, mm-hmm. you gotta make certain type of beats that people want to hear. You yep. gotta make stuff that sounds like billboards because people want to be rapping like billboards artists. Right. And it's you know it's all about like what you make it for, what's the purpose type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a cool thing that again like is is interesting to look at as I I see a difference between like rap and hip hop culture because mm-hmm. like. Rap is about fame, so to say. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like what's happening right now. You got like people are using the same flows because that's like what's taking people to the billboards. People yeah. are talking about the same topics because like that's what's selling, mm-hmm. right? But hip hop, which is how like rap even like came to be from hip hop. Mm-hmm. Hip hop, I see it as for the culture. Mm. people are going to speak their truths their reality it's not going to get them to blow up but as long as you have a consistent fan base you'll be okay right and you can still do what you love be yourself and do it full time Mm -hmm. you might not have you know huge fancy cars huge house you know what i mean fat checks but Mm -hmm. it's like i don't need it yeah yeah so i i stand by it's not necessarily about the money Mm -hmm. but it's not bad to be making money. Like let's let's sure, get that yeah. cleared. I was talking to uh, this dude Luke DeJanes out in Nashville, cold ass engineer, crazy drummer. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to him about the same thing, like plans. And I was telling him like, man, like I don't I don't care about no Grammy. And he was like, Psh, why not? And I was <laughs> like, cause this is how I feel. And he was like, yeah, that's cool and all, but hear me out on this. He was like, bro, I just lost a client to a Grammy artist because he's a Grammy artist. Right, mm. client came back to me because he charged like when you have a Grammy, you can add a whole nother zero to what you charge people, mm-hmm. like a whole nother like number figure. You yeah. know what I mean? Just because you have a Grammy and people are willing to pay that because mm-hmm. you got a Grammy, it don't necessarily make that you mean that you cold because the client wasn't even satisfied with that Grammy artist and they came back to Luke mm-hmm. and he was like, but like having stuff like that, like will guarantee. That you'll be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, again, like, I don't, for me, it's not important to shoot for a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Do I think that my work at the end of the day might be Grammy quality? Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, for me, yeah, it's not about, it's not about the fame and being in the spotlight. I, I yeah. like to be more behind the scenes anyways. Well, and it's like, none of this <clears throat> is about the pursuit of money. So there's this element where if, if there's an opportunity for that, that can actually be a blessing because it can put you in a position where you don't have to, uh, money doesn't have to be as much of a defining uh, say in what you're doing going forward. Like there is a space for that to say like, now that I can make more because I've established myself, I don't have to stress as much about like doing a certain number of projects in a week so that I can pay the bills. Like it can just flow more. Like that's a real thing. Because along with being a creative, there's also a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you in it to for a career, mm-hmm. it's a business and you have to have a business mindset for it as yeah. well, which is another thing that that's part of why I moved to Chicago mm-hmm. was to learn the more business aspect because yeah. like Chicago does not play about money. Whew. Mm-hmm. But like you yeah, it's there there's a creative side which is super important to have. You have to have both. The yeah. creative side as well as the business mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, well, okay, this has been a blast. Thanks for coming. Honestly, Dude, thanks, for having, thanks for having this conversation. It's been legit, and I hope to have more like it. Um, so I know that Neighborhood Soiree, you, if people were to just search that, they might not find it right away. Can you give a little information about how people yes. could find you so or Neighborhood Soiree? We are on all streaming platforms and social medias. You spell it <laughs> N-B-R-H-D-S-R-E. So like kind None of, of the vowels except for the very end. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like an acronym, but like it doesn't stand for anything. It's just a little abbreviation. <laughs> just the vibes. <laughs> I wish there was a V in there. <laughs> just the vibes. Just the vibes. Just, just the, the vibes. vibes. Um, and then any social media stuff uh, for you personally or for Neighborhood Soiree? Uh, yeah, my my social media uh, on Instagram is uh, Sojourner Inertia. It, 
it's a mouthful, I know. Uh, S-O-U-L-J-O-U-R-N-E-R-I-N-E-R-T-I-A. Um, but yeah, I... I if you didn't catch that, play it back, you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> play it back on that half speed. Mm. S-O-U... I'm playing. Um, but yeah, most most of the stuff that I'll be active on will just be like uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, sweet. And all of those are under the same name? Yes. Sweet. All right, well, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, sharing a little bit about who you are and your dreams. And um, I think it's cool to see. I'm excited to see how everything takes off and continues to go. Like, no one knows the future, but mm. it's it's fun to watch it happen. It, Man, it's, it's so... It's I wrote it down in my notes somewhere because I heard somebody else say it, but it's like, it's a blessing to see like what the universe has in store for you. Mm. It's beautiful. It's I think it was like some cuz it happened to rhyme. It was like something about like you you don't know what the what the universe brings but like it's it's beautiful when it happens, you know. Mm. It's so good. And we will end on that note. All right. Thanks guys. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.